Welcome to Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. Well, we've made it through another week of load shedding and I'm crossing every single finger that the power outages will ease up by next week. The latest round began just as I arrived back home from a work trip abroad. While I was away, I was lucky enough to visit the extraordinary ancient city of Ephesus in Turkey. But what struck me on the bus trip across Izmir province to the site was the large number of wind turbines absolutely everywhere. And I was told that the wind farms, which are located mainly in that region, generate about 10% of Turkey's electricity. Well, last week, as I drove past the Darling turbines on the way to see the spring flowers, I couldn't help wondering why there weren't more of them in windy Cape Town. Well, Hilton Trollope is a fellow in the University of Cape Town's Global Risk Governance Programme. Hilton, you and I were discussing earlier that possibly Cape Town isn't as windy as I think it is. Glynis, it is very windy, but we measure the wind resource. We put up big masts and we measure it over the whole year. And uh, there are much better resources, uh, fairly close to Cape Town, and it's very easy to transport the electricity uh, via cables to Cape Town to where it's needed. So, yep, we should be like Turkey with many more wind turbines, uh, not necessarily in the city or very close to it, but certainly in the vicinity. And what sort of other renewable energy sources are viable here in the Cape? So the two main renewable resources that are being rolled out at scale in the world are wind and solar uh, photovoltaic. And um, they end up being quite complementary because it's true the wind doesn't blow all the time and the sun doesn't blow all the time. But we've already got about 6,000 megawatts of PV and wind right across South Africa. And we've got accurate measurements of the daily output of these. And interestingly... It's very seldom that there isn't quite a lot of either PV and or wind going onto the grid. Um, one can download these graphs from CSIR and verify this for yourself. This is what's happened over the past few years. And so between PV and wind, we can do a lot. And PV can be put in Cape Town. Um, I've got uh, PV panels on my roof and we could have a lot more. So we've got the resources, but how quick and easy is it to set them up and to get them plugging into our grid so that we don't have quite as much load shedding? So from a technical point of view, one can do it very quickly. My PV panels and battery and inverter took a, a kind of a week. There's a bit of a shortage at the moment because there's a run on batteries because of the load shedding and people are realizing it's going forever. But when the supply chains uh, settle down, the small ones can go up in a week, larger ones in a few months, and the really big wind farms and solar PV uh, fields, they take about 18 months, a year, 18 months, two years. But also there, once the whole uh, enterprise is going along and isn't stop-start, those things we can put gigawatts on every year. We were speaking earlier this week when I chatted to you about the things that are holding this process back. What is the reason for our slowness in adopting these technologies? So without trying to get too complicated, up until last year, basically, if you wanted to connect anything to the grid, you had to jump through almost impossible hoops. 
uh, regulatory hoops because the law states that all generators have to be licensed or at least registered to go onto the grid. And uh, this is kind of a legacy thing which is falling away now, but it hasn't fallen completely away. So the main bottleneck has been basically prohibitions, regulations, red tape. But the city itself, the city of Cape Town, is very pro-using renewable energy. Yes, absolutely. I was very much involved in promoting renewable energy when I worked for the city about 10 years ago for a few years. And we were very keen, but we forecast the load shedding. Uh, we wanted to you know, help the city customers if we couldn't. And by helping them, we, we helped the whole of South Africa. But the city has been involved in a, a, unpleasant interactions in court with the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. They've been really slow in getting all this going. And the city, I remember, prided itself. It used to say, uh, we're a local government that sticks to the law, however unpleasant. So uh, they've been trying to change the law, and the law has been changing rapidly in the past two years. So it's a kind of watch this space. I think out of political pressure, out of necessity, uh, we're seeing the regulatory uh, bottlenecks going. And I believe the city I've seen, uh, that the city is truly now dedicated to relieving the load shedding at least. But in the long term as well, this isn't just a load shedding thing. Renewables, PV and wind, by far form the biggest part of a least cost energy system, even if you don't think of the greenhouse gas emissions and other pollutants from coal and gas, etc. Thank you so much there to Hilton Trollope. Run out of time, unfortunately. A fellow in the Global Risk Governance Programme at UCT. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of Being Green. Till next time from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. If